You're listening to the Corporate Expat Experience. Welcome back. Today, I am super excited to bring the fabulous, wonderful Amaryllis Correa, founder and owner of Ace Travels Group. So excited to have you here today. She and I have such great chats and I can't wait for you to tune in and listen to what she has to share about her corporate expat experience. So Amaryllis, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here. I've been waiting for this, um, for us to do our session together because we have so much fun and you have such great stories. So tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing, your business, where you're at. Sure. Uh, So I am based in Miami Beach, uh, in Miami Beach, Florida. And uh, I today own Ace Travels Agency, as as you mentioned. I help travelers experience like the true essence of the destination that, you know, the place that they want to go to. I help to to curate these culturally immersive trips for them. Um, My goal is always to create these opportunities for them to really experience anything that's that's cultural to that destination, anything ranging from customs and norms to traditions to language, um, beliefs and habits of the people, you know, the locals, uh, religion, their, their food, because food is a big part of culture as well, and then anything related to like sports or games as well. Um, I primarily tend to work with groups, but uh, I also work with some individuals. Um, so it's been a couple of years now that I've been in business and I am loving it more and more every day. <laughs> well, you have such a great business. I mean, travel, love travel. And I'm so happy that we're getting back to travel. Really <laughs> excited about that. I'm sure you are as well. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Right. And love the aspect of the cultural immersion. I mean, that's so exciting and unique as well. So We've talked about this. You are a corporate expat. You left employee life, went on to start your business. Let's talk a little bit about what you did in in your employee life in the corporate world. Sure. So I worked in corporate America for a good 20 years. Uh, I started out in advertising. I I moved up the ranks in advertising in New York City. Um, I worked with big brands like American Express, Verizon, and so forth. And then uh, after about maybe 10 years in advertising, I decided that I was going to transition over to the client side. And I was working for a technology company doing their global marketing. I did that for several years. Then I took a little bit of a hiatus. I took a break and I decided that I was going to have a mini midlife crisis and I applied to the Peace Corps <laughs> and I got in a, a year later. They told me I, I was accepted. And so I left corporate America and I went to do the Peace Corps for a little while, which honestly, I don't think I knew at the time how much I needed it, but I, I it, it did me so much good. It just changed my, it changed my life. It changed my perspective in in a lot of ways. While I was in the Peace Corps, I was able to work with a lot of local artisans, helping them, teaching them basic business skills, right? So I went from being in New York in this like high-paced, 
pretty complex in working environment to getting to the like basics, the fund the fundamentals, you know, the rudimentary stuff uh, with the artisans that I was working in. It was just a, such a huge contact contrast. Um, I was specifically in Madagascar. So it's just like day and night, right? New York City to Madagascar. Um, and then I came back to the States. Um, I went back into advertising and I actually ended up getting an opportunity to, to live and work in Mexico City uh, with a advertising slash like production company. Um, and it was just another opportunity to go overseas, kind of experience life in another country, um, a different pace. Um, but same kind of, it it's weird as I went from like New York complex, Madagascar, very back to the basics, like just explaining the fundamentals to then Mexico City, which is like this up and coming economy, right? Like they're kind of, they're, they're not as complex as New York, and I'm generalizing here. Like they're not as complex as New York, but they're not as fundamental. They're not back to the fundamentals like we were in Madagascar. So that was a great experience. And then I moved back to New York, still in advertising, and I was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be in advertising anymore. And I got an opportunity to work in sales, to go into sales for a technology company, and as you know, it just felt like it was the right move for me at the time. So I, I made the transition and I spent the last few years of my time in corporate America in sales. I have to say um, each, I call, I call it each chapter of my career uh, has benefit benefited me greatly in my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, I learned, especially in sales, like I just learned so much about the whole process of sales, you know, from prospecting to kind of following up with a lead and, you know, just kind of seeing that whole, that whole process through to the end. Um, and there are so many things that I was doing then that, you know, you kind of think to yourself, I'll never have to do this again. And then you realize when you have your own business, guess what? You're doing it again. <laughs> Well, it sounds like though, that the experiences, the chapters, right? They all definitely lend to the entrepreneurial experience. And we're kind of leading you in that direction of sorts, or you built the skills to be able to do that. And in fact, you, you know, in Madagascar, you worked with people helping them in their entrepreneurial journey too. Yes. How long were you in Madagascar? I was in Madagascar two years. Two years. And then in Mexico, you were an expat as well in a, right, a you know, that temporary, in a sense, temporary assignment. I was in Mexico for two years. Um, uh, Mexico, I, I had a, intentions of staying longer, but I had a medical emergency and I had to come back to the United States because my mom was insistent that there was no way <laughs> stay in Mexico under those circumstances. So, but that also sets you up too, because, and I've talked about this and, and in the podcast and in my upcoming book is there's parallels between, you know, going and living somewhere else and the experiences of that and how that's very similar to the entrepreneurial journey. Also looking at, you know, those skills that you've developed along the way, as you mentioned, those have helped you then with starting your business. 
Absolutely. I definitely want to make sure that we get to that and talk about that, but I do want to hear what the leap was. What was that compelling event or how did you know? Like I always talk to people, you start to explore usually and kind of think about making that jump from being an employee to an entrepreneur. What was it for you that was like that deciding point that, yeah, I'm ready for this? Honestly, it was a little bit of me and it was a little bit of the universe kind of pushing me in that direction. So I think the the day when I started waking up in the morning and feeling that like drop in my stomach of like, oh, I got to do this again. I kind of knew it's time to like do something different. I'm a big believer. And if you're not happy in a situation, then you have the ability to change it. No, you, no one is telling you, you have to stay in that predicament. And so uh, just not being happy with work, not, not really feeling it anymore. I just was, I, I was, I was miserable to be honest with you. And I went through the process of kind of thinking about like, if I started my own business, what would I do? Travel's always been one of my passions. I love it. I love learning about other cultures. Ironically, when I started my business, I didn't really niche down like I should have. I kind of just went at it from a very broad perspective. And that the process of getting to the point where I'm now offering culturally immersive travel, that's been a, a you know, a work, it's been in, in progress, right? Like a little step got there. But I knew that I love traveling. I genuinely believe in my heart that traveling helps to resolve a lot of misunderstandings. It helps to resolve or reduce or not completely eliminate, but it helps to reduce biases. Um, and it helps us as a, as humans understand that even if you grew up eating different foods or loving different, uh, you know, you grew up loving a different type of music than I did or different forms of entertainment or even just speaking a different language, um, ultimately as humans, we all want the same things. We want peace, we want security, we want love, and we want happiness. And I feel like travel does a great job of exposing that. And so for me, it was just, I felt like if I could get people who don't get to travel as much, get them out into the world and experience and get past their fears, my God, we'd like be taking steps towards such a better place. That's kind of what led me, propelled me into saying, I'm going to be a travel, I say travel advisor, people call it travel agent, that's fine. <laughs> Although I tend to think agent is a little bit more transactional than an advisor, but, um, you know, the way I see my role is to really help advise and make sure that you're getting the full experience that you're looking for from that destination, right? And so that requires me either having my own knowledge or being able to tap into a network of experts that do have that knowledge. Going back to your question, so there was that in me, and I actually started my business in August of 2018, but I was still working full time. And in my head, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this part time and I'll work full time. And then once my business gets to a place where I can make the leap, I'll leave my job. This is where I say the universe kind of pushed me over the edge. So the universe knew that I was full of it and that... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really going to give it my all because I was working an insane amount of hours at my job. And so in April of 2019, I woke up one morning to find out that I was being let go from my job because uh, they were closing our division. So everybody got let go. 
And it was in that moment, you know, I said to my fiance, I was like, should I, you know, I could find another job or I can just go all in on my business. And he's like, go all in on your business. Like, don't, don't half-ass it. You know, like if you're going to do it, just go in and I'm, I'm here, I'll support you hundred percent. And I was like, all right, then this is, this is what we're doing. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's, you know, it's so interesting. You were already having those feelings the universe sent you a sign that it's time to do this. And I love that you followed your passion too, that you were starting to do something already. You followed your passion of travel. You and I share that. I love travel as well. In fact, when I left um, corporate in 2018, that's what I did. I was like, I'm just taking a break. All we're going to do is travel. And it literally every month we were going somewhere it was Hong Kong and then London and then uh, Paris, then Australia. And I always say you learn so much about other people in other places, but you learn even more about yourself. Absolutely. I've been laid off twice in my life. Uh, and, you know, I take it personally. I've, I'm a very like devoted worker. So both times I kind of took it personally, but in hindsight, um, now looking back, what I realize is that it was both times that I got laid off. I was already on the cusp of making a big decision in terms of what I was going to do moving forward. The first time was right before I went to Madagascar. I had already planned on leaving my job and I ended up getting laid off. Like, I mean, and it literally happened the same week that I had planned on leaving. It was already in the works and it, I just feel like the universe kind of pushed me over the edge and was like, here you go. You need this. This is, this is a time in your life. Like you need to do this kind of thing. And then, and then now when I was starting my business. So for me, I kind of just take it as cues that I was going in the right direction. I just needed to kind of move it along a little bit faster. Maybe the universe felt like, let me help her along here. Cause she might not make the leap if I don't. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> A little gentle nudge, like, okay, you need to do this. It's yes. time, time to move on and to go on a new adventure. That's I equate it to like, you know, when people are going to bungee jump and they're kind of afraid to jump and somebody goes like that, like yes. a little nudge, edge. little push yeah. over the edge. It's time. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing how that happens and it's, it's all worked out. So now you have this amazing business where you get to help others go and find, you know, see new places and, and explore. I mean, it's such a happy business. It I know is. it's challenging. I'm sure with some of the restrictions we've had over the past 18 months and thankfully it's opening up. So yeah, yeah. 2020 was, it was a challenge. I have to say I, in my head, I was like, why, why now? Um, but now, you know, looking back, I, decided in that moment, once things started shutting down, I was like, I'm not going to dwell over this. I'm going to figure out how to take a step back, strategize and figure out like how I'm going to move forward and how more importantly, how I'm going to move forward in a way where if this ever happens again, I am not in this same predicament. Right. So out of that came me niching down to, okay, I want to do cultural travel because that's what I love. Um, out of that came, you know, an audience in my Facebook group that has been wonderful and that I've been able to grow over the last year, um, came a bunch of programs that I now do to help educate people and, and just keep them informed of things that are happening and, you know, different destinations and all this other great stuff. And 
meeting you because I then decided I wanted to do a membership and I met you through that. And here we are. So (laughs) I love that. Well, I think that's also really important for us to talk about too, is when you're in the entrepreneurial world, it's completely different than corporate. And a lot of times it's finding those like-minded people that really help us to even develop our business, but also to bounce ideas off of and to go, Oh God, I woke up this morning, the limiting beliefs are, you know, that little gremlin is, is bugging me. You know, what do I do and having each other's back. And I think that's when you start to find, when you're acclimating into entrepreneur world, you start to find those like-minded, your tribe, so to speak. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we've had this conversation how slowly your circle starts to shift a little bit, right? Like all of a sudden you go from, and not a bad thing, right? Like your old friends who maybe are living very different lives than you. And now you have a circle of new friends who kind of on a similar path to you. They just kind of understand your day in and day out struggles a little bit differently than your friends who've known you from your, not your college days. So so true. And I think also with the pandemic, that's been an opportunity for people. We've been kind of closed in and we are so fortunate that if this had to happen, it happened in a time when we do have social media and we do have online presence. Can you imagine having to have done this like in the eighties or early nineties when oh. we didn't have these things, but it was able to help us build communities. And like, you have a membership for those like-minded people who love to travel. Right. And, and for maybe travel agents who are trying to figure things out. Um, also there's communities of entrepreneurs and, I think that being an entrepreneur and moving into this new world, that has made a difference for me personally is being able to find those people and and connect with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it was important in regards to COVID. It's even equally, if not more important, just as part of your entrepreneurial journey, because having those um, connections just whether, you know, I always say like as part of your entrepreneurial journey, you should be in organizations or networking groups that are within your industry and outside of your industry, right? They help to spur or to give you ideas. You'll, you know, you'll get a spark uh, of an idea just by listening to someone else in another industry talk about something that journey. You're like, wait, I can take that, massage it a little bit and do this for my business, right? And then even just being in in networking with folks in your industry, you get to learn a lot about what's new, what's going on, how other people are approaching their business, what other niches are out there. I mean, I'm finding now opportunities to collaborate with other travel advisors who are really kind of focused on maybe a specific destination, right? So they're doing travel a little bit slightly, they're approaching travels a little bit slightly different than me, but with their destination expertise and with my cultural immersion expertise, we can create an experience that's like phenomenal and out of this world. So it's just finding new ways to, um, or new ideas and new ways to like invigorate, you know, like get your mind going, get your ideas going. So absolutely. And I think even, you know, we have different industries, but there's opportunities for, for us to collaborate, to come up with maybe retreats or, you know, for a mastermind, having a more of a, an opportunity to do a cultural immersion experience for one of the mastermind weekends or something like that. And then we also get ideas. Oh, maybe 
you know, somebody's doing this new concept, how could I apply that and, and do that in my business and make it work for my clients or, you know, for my industry. So I, I think that's a really cool opportunity to, to engage, you know, with this new tribe and to engage with each other. So mm-hmm. it's an exciting thing. You still have your friends from corporate days, you have your other <laughs> friends, but you may not have the same things in common anymore, you know? And so being able to, like I said, bounce ideas off and stuff, that's, it's been really helpful for me. That's one of the the best things um, that I did was start reaching out and building that network as well. Yeah. I mean, and I, listen, entrepreneurship is, uh, it, it can be lonely at times. Just having that network of people helps considerably. Oh, absolutely. I know when I text you, I'm like, oh God, this happened today. And you're like, I know I've had that happen too. It's okay. You're going to get through this. <laughs> having that, having accountability partners, those things are really make a difference. I know for me, and, and as we've talked about this definitely makes a difference in that journey. What are some other things that you found that have like helped you or, or even things that you kind of, oh, this was so helpful. I wish I had done it sooner. Let's see. I would say that some of the things that I think I've realized coming into this is one, that how deeply entrenched certain habits, like how deeply entrenched corporate habits were in my day-to-day. I think we talked about this where like I would wake up, you know, I had a particular routine when I worked in corporate America, um, especially towards the end when I was working remotely from home, I would wake up, I would do my workout, I would have breakfast. And at 9am, I was online ready to go. And I remember when I first started working for myself, I was kind of following the same schedule. And I was like, I would stress myself out about not being online at nine o'clock in the morning. And I was like, wait a second, who is waiting for me at 9am? <laughs> I mean, I'm just building my clientele, like nobody's expecting me to be online. And honestly, it took me several months to break out of that. Like I was causing all this anxiety for myself that wasn't even necessary for like no reason. But I just realized it was, it was habitual, right? Like I was kind of set on this routine and I had to kind of break free of that. Um, I think also something I needed you know, this is going to sound really silly. Like but people will tell you like, oh, when you're an entrepreneur, you need to be committed. Like you need to have a level of commitment. And you know this, I think everybody kind of knows this, but I don't think you realize just how extensive that commitment needs to be <laughs> until you're in it. <laughs> so true. Oh my God. It is like, it's showing up even on those days when you are not feeling it. Like if you say you're going to go on a live, then be on that live every day and really staying committed to your own schedule, like staying on track. And that's not easy for everybody. Like I think sometimes because we do it day in and day out, we think, oh, that's a piece of cake. Did you have a schedule? You stay on it, you know, but it's not, it's not that simple. Things come up. You have to kind of figure out how to, you know, navigate your way through that. Um, and then same applies for having this like unwavering belief in your vision. I mean, you have to stay true to, you need to, every time things get hard, you need to think about your why, why, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And that could be a number of reasons. It could be, you know, I have a passion for travel. I love doing this. I love experiencing or sharing the world with people, but you know what else I love? That's just for me. I love my freedom. 
right? So like constantly going back to that why and understanding why you're doing this, especially on the days when it gets really, really hard because it's a roller coaster ride. Some days are going to be fabulous and some days are going to be difficult <laughs> and you just need to know that. So true. And it's good to know that coming into it. It's, it's interesting because we talk about that why, right? And that's something when I work with my clients, that's one of the things that we go over. You have these goals, you have things that you want to do. You want to have your own business. What's your why? Give it context, right? And it needs to be strong enough to take you on that roller coaster, to keep you going steady and to keep, keep you motivated, keep you moving forward because you absolutely will have those times when you're like, oh, I don't want to go live right now, or, oh my gosh, I don't want to get on that call or whatever the case might be. It's definitely a challenge at times. Yes. And you know, I say that why is the seatbelt in the roller coaster? <laughs> I love that. Oh, that is so good. And it's so true. So I'm, I'm taking that from you. I'm going to borrow that. I will give you credit. Steal it away, honey. Steal it away. <laughs> but that is so true. That's what holds you in and keeps you on the ride. And it keeps you going forward. And it, it gets a little cliche because we start to hear it all the time, but it is so true. We it's need that. True. It's very true. You're going to have very high highs and you're going to have low lows and you just need to know that it all, it shall, it will pass and you will be fine and you will come out on the other end. And it's only going to make those periods of, you know, those lows just make you stronger. That's really all it does. It makes, it gives you a thicker skin and it makes you stronger. So true. You mentioned freedom, freedom. Um, it's really interesting because when I ask people, what does freedom mean to you? I get all kinds of different answers. What does that mean for you? So ironically enough, when I first started my business, I was like, oh, I love the idea of being able to make as much money as I want. No caps. Right. Like that was my initial motivation. Right. And it quickly shifted to, I love being able to set my own calendar. I love being able to, if I'm going to take a trip, being able to take that trip without having to ask anyone for time off. I love being able to, you know, if I want to go to the beach in the, I live across the street from the beach. So just being able to go to the beach for a couple of hours in the afternoon, not having to like run it by anyone or explain to anyone where I'm going to be. That for me is freedom. It's just the, the, the ability to kind of set my own schedule and do as, as I please. Please understand there are also days that are, you know, weeks that I work 60, 80 hour weeks, right? Like just trying to get things going. But having that flexibility is huge for me. It's huge makes everything all that much better. Absolutely. I think there's a myth out there that I'm an entrepreneur. I can get away with working five hours a week or four hours a week or whatever, you know, 20 hours. I always say you're going to still work 40 plus hours a week. You just get to choose which 40 plus hour a week you're going to work. There may be a period and there may become a time where you can work just 20, 30 hours a week. Absolutely. Anybody who tells you that in the beginning, you're only working five hours a week, they're lying. I'm sorry. There's just no way. <laughs> or you're not generating, not even just revenue, but results, right? Because you would have to be pretty productive during those four or five hours a week so to your point. And especially when you're getting started and that goes for starting a business, um, building a passive income stream, anything there, there needs to be some work up front to have a well-oiled machine. So that there are those times when you could take off an entire week and not work, but your business still running. 
So, yeah. So I think, you know, that's something that we all need to be thinking about is getting things started. We definitely are going to put some effort into it. Um, we have that freedom though, to be able to choose when we want to work, when we operate best. I know yesterday I was talking to Violet De Ayala from Fem City, the founder of Fem City. We were talking about that, how she structures her day and puts themes to the day, right? And then knows that certain times are not her best. Like she kind of says, okay, by Thursday, I'm a little burnout. So I'm going to take a break for part of Thursday. And then I come back and do stuff on Friday. And she knows the best times for her when she has her best conversations or her best research time. So being able to figure out your schedule and having the freedom and flexibility to do that. I think that's one of the things I love about being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, that's, that has surpassed the whole money conversation. <laughs> Money's important, right? Like you need that. Of for business, but um, the biggest benefit to me is the freedom aspect of it. Absolutely. And I think too, when you have that freedom, you're happier, you're enjoying life and your business so much more, the revenue comes in. Exactly. It's, it's going to come in because it's an energy, right? It just, it'll start to come in because things are flowing in the right direction for you. And that comes across when you're doing work and you're talking to clients, people can feel when someone's happy and loves what they do. And that kind of like, it makes them excited and it makes them look, you know, looking forward. You look forward to a vacation anyways, but imagine even more when the person who's planning it for you is as equally excited as you are about it. So. <laughs> it makes it so much more fun. Absolutely. You gave some great insights and tips there. I love that. So, you know, going back to the question about what are some things you wish you had done earlier though in your journey? So we talked about joining different organizations, both in and out of your industry. That's something I wish I had done earlier. I kind of started that process a little bit later in my journey. I wish that I had not paid attention to the naysayers earlier on, because I think they kind of put these thoughts in my mind that probably wouldn't have been there otherwise, and they may have come up on their own here and there, but I mean, I would say to people like, you're going to have naysayers. It's a fact. <laughs> you're going to have naysayers. Ignore them. I used to call them haters, but then I realized one day that they're not haters. They're just not where you are. They're not ready to take a leap of faith. They're not ready to take that leap of faith, right? Maybe other leaps of faith, but not that one. Or that they're just scared. Like to them, that would be something like really daunting, you know, to to consider like leaving your job and going out, like then trying to figure out your health insurance and all this other stuff, like the, the people who kind of like, they fear that and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. They just don't understand your vision or your path. Everybody's on a different journey. This will be for some people and this will not be for others. And just because somebody tells you, don't do it. What are you thinking? You know, I had someone who told someone I know, that uh, I needed to get a job. <laughs> when I first started, I don't take it offensively. I mean, to me, it's just, we're two different people, two different journeys. What I do doesn't necessarily work for other people and what they do doesn't work for me and that's okay. And I wish I knew that everybody suffers from imposter syndrome sometimes <laughs> and that it's normal and it's okay. 
And half the battle is knowing that that's the case, right? That you're going to get those little gremlins in your voice, in your head who are going to tell you like, who do you think you are to be talking about travel? Like you're an expert, like, right? Like it happens and it's okay. You're just learning how to talk yourself through it so that it doesn't keep you from moving forward. Absolutely. No, that's so well said. And I, I take comfort in that. And I know others do too, because it happens to the best of us. It happens to people that you would not even expect have imposter syndrome creep up on them and kind of out of the blue, just kind of slap them around and impact them for the day. So knowing that it happens to others and and that you can get through that too. I'm curious, do any of your male clients or like guests who've been on the show, like, do they ever talk about that? Like, does it happen for them? Because I've spoken to some men who are like, no, we don't, I don't have, we don't have those issues. And I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you it happens across the board. In fact, somebody was telling me the other day, they were listening to Jerry Seinfeld's coffee with comedians. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was Jimmy Fallon on there. One of, one of them who was saying that he has it happen to him every night. And Seinfeld said the same thing. Well, that, and, that you know, gives me comfort. <laughs> it makes me feel so much better because they are at, you know, the height of their careers. They are like top notch. Right. And yet they still have it. And yes, I do have clients who, who share that with me as well. A lot of times they don't want to admit it out in public, but they do share that they have it as well. And they're like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And I'm like, no, you're, you're doing great. Let's talk about all the good things that you're doing and your successes and your wins, because what happens is we, you know, we'll have like 99 compliments and we'll have one person say something negative. And what do we do? We focus on that one negative, right? Even though we had 99, like amazing reviews that one, and it will just not let us go. That's, that's that imposter syndrome, right? That, that likes to not let us go. Right. Exactly. There's no manual for being an entrepreneur. It's kind of like you just jump in and you kind of figure things out as you go. (laughs) And then over time, you start talking to the people and you realize like, oh, they experience a lot of the same things that I do. Like, it's not that I'm not equipped to be a business owner. It's not that I'm a failure. It's not that, you know, any of those things. It's just that it's human nature. Like it happens, you know, and you just kind of have to work through it. (laughs) Exactly. And that's exactly why I wanted to bring this podcast to life, so to speak, is because I wanted to share these stories because I talked to too many people who said, I only know about like the famous entrepreneurs, right. And their success stories, but I don't know real people, quote unquote, real people. And I said, I know plenty of them. Let me share with you because I think there is that comfort of knowing that other people go through these experiences. And to your point, I mean, there's really not, it's kind of like what I've been told, like being a parent, there are books written about it, but until you experience it or talk to other people, it's just, it's new territory, new world. And that's the same for birthing a business, right? Absolutely. So we've talked about the good, the not so great. And you've mentioned some of the things you do love about being an entrepreneur, but what is your like top thing that you love about being an entrepreneur? Choosing who I get to work with. (laughs) Yes. We haven't even covered that, but that's such a great thing too. 
the ability to decide who I want to take on as a client and who I don't is the most freeing thing in the world. Um, you know, when you work for corporate America, you don't really have a say. Like if you get a difficult client, you're kind of like, that's it. It is what it is, right? I mean, unless you kind of talk to your bosses and you're like, hey, can you kind of move me to another account? But now I think one of the things that has been liberating for me personally and from a business perspective is this idea of like I get to determine just like you get to decide if I'm the right person for the services that you need I get to decide if you're the right client for my business and I don't mean that in a in a negative way I mean it in a you know it's a fact of life there are difficult people in the world and I don't want to make my life any harder than it needs to be. You know, you're going to come across customers who are not the right fit for you. And to be able to say like, this is not the right match. It, it's happened to me, right? This is not the right match. You know, I can recommend someone else or you maybe you're better off doing this X, Y, Z. Um, there's something liberating about that because for so long, I think a lot of us are kind of like, forced to take on things we don't want to take on. So being able to get to a place where you can actually do that is very nice. <laughs> I love that. That's so true. So with that, any, any other final parting words for our audience about your corporate expat experience or anything that you want to share? Two things to consider as you, if you're deciding to embark on this entrepreneurial journey, or if you're already on it, um, number one, uh, I heard someone say this once and it has stuck with me. And I think it is so, so accurate. Don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 21. Okay. Comparison is the killer of joy. <laughs> You're going to see a lot of things on social media. You're going to hear about other people and how well their business is going. Be happy for them. There's more than enough to go around for everyone just also understand that you're only seeing a slither of what is really happening, right? Like you're seeing the surface. You don't know what challenges they've had to overcome. You don't know how long they've been on their journey. You don't know what failures they had before they've gotten to where they're going. Um, and I think sometimes, and I know I did that in the beginning. Like I would see another travel advisor doing something. And I'm like, well, what? I should be doing that. Why am I not, do why am I not doing that? Like, why am I not being successful? And it, when you're focused on someone else, you're not focused on your stuff, right? And you're taking away from you. So don't worry about what someone else is doing. Don't worry about how successful someone else is. If anything, be happy for them. Maybe you could learn something from there, but don't navigate away from your path. Just be conscious of that. And then number two, give yourself grace. Give yourself a lot of grace. I was very hard on myself in the beginning. Like I didn't feel like I was making advancements the way I wanted to or the way I thought I should be. Um, and I wish I had been practicing giving myself grace earlier in the process. Everything is not going to be perfect all the time. You will make mistakes. Um, you will fail at certain things. And there may be times where you're not making money and that's okay. You will come out of it on the other end. Um, it doesn't make you uh, not a business person. I hear sometimes women say, well, I'm not just, I'm just not cut out for business. No, sometimes you have to make mistakes to get to the next stage, you know, and, and it's okay. It happens. So just give yourself that grace. Don't be so hard on yourself. 
I love that. Those, I mean, so many wisdom drops in this episode. <laughs> I so appreciate it. And I love that. I think so true. Like don't get caught up in the comparison and give yourself grace really to guiding um, lights for you. And as on the entrepreneurial journey, it really incredibly helpful and supportive for the journey. It really does help to frame everything and kind of put on blinders. You're going to see things. I saw your talk with Violet yesterday. You're talking about shiny objects. Don't fall into that. You know, like know what your vision is, stick to your vision. There's a reason why you had that vision, right? Like those things are not coincidence. They happen for a reason. And so if it's in you, it's, if it's calling to you regularly, that's because it's what you're meant to be doing. So just keep following it. Stay on, stay on path. That's amazing. And that's so inspirational. I mean, stay the course, keep your vision in sight, your context, your why to be that seatbelt on this roller coaster ride yeah. of being an entrepreneur. I love it. I told you I'm going to use that. That's so good. I give you credit though for it. And I think that's, that's such an important key part of it. They're really enjoy it. It's good to feel good, right? It is. And that's not to say there hasn't been hard days. There have been hard days, but it, the good outweigh the bad by far. So absolutely. Well, Amaryllis, thank you so much for joining today. And where can my audience find you? Oh, yes. So uh, if you'd like to connect with me, I actually have a Facebook group called Ace Travels Cultural Passport. Uh, come join us. I share a lot of um, tidbits about uh, different cultures around the world, uh, unique destinations, unique cultures. I share um, a lot of like travel deals or travel packages. I put group trips together. I curate actual cultural group trips. So I share those on that page as well. Um, and then I'm, I also have a Facebook business page called Ace Travels and I have an Instagram also called Ace Travels, although travels doesn't have the A in it because someone took it. So I couldn't use that one. <laughs> that handle. <laughs> I love joining your lives because you have the best tips. You have these things that I never would have known about. And I'm a travel buff definitely. And so I'm always learning something new and seeing these amazing places, which just spark my wanderlust. Right. So please check her out. And thank you again for joining. Um, I so appreciate you being here and I can't wait to have you again on the show. Well, thank you. I had a great time. Absolutely. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support this podcast, please hit subscribe, leave a rating and review, share it with others or post about it on social media. For show notes, links, to connect with guests and more, visit us at corporate-expat.com. And be sure to catch the next episode with more insights and inspiration to support your corporate expat experience. Bye for now.